You can get consolation from all sorts of falsehoods, but because it's consoling, it doesn't mean it's true. No. There are a lot of very religious scientists around. Science. There is no evidence for any kind of supernatural being of any you kind. You think people should not have a choice of what to do with their body? Anti-murdering the unborn. And I say to the grown-ups, if you want to deny evolution and live in your world that's completely inconsistent with everything we observe in the universe, that's fine. But don't make your kids do it, because we need But it. why should I believe? Well, because it's the truth. John, thanks for being on the show again. Yeah, man. Anytime. Yeah, he came back, so <laughs> we're both a little crazy, I guess. Yeah. Uh, our episode today is Why Are You an Atheist and Why Are You a Christian? So we'll kind of take those questions one by one. Uh, yeah. Probably bring it into two parts, mm-hmm. and then we'll just uh, see how it goes. Okay. So we're yeah. going to try to keep this more conversational and not like a debate or anything. Probably get a little yeah. uh, debating at least at some point, I'm sure, but... Yeah. Trying to just keep it, you know, conversational, but mm-hmm. our first question is, why are you an atheist? Yeah, okay, so, yeah, uh, why am I an atheist? Well, it depends on who I'm talking to, so first of all, I'd say I'm not an atheist, um, but for most people, I tell them I'm an atheist, they, like, ask or something like that, I'm like, because uh, most people think if you say you're agnostic, then you kind of think God exists, or you think he maybe doesn't exist, but you have, like, all these notions about God right? Whatever God is, right? Um, so me personally, I, I would say I'm agnostic in the sense that I don't know there's no God, you know? Like, yeah, I don't know for a fact that Zeus doesn't exist. I don't know for a fact that, um, you know, uh, Jesus doesn't, wasn't, you know, God or whatever. I don't know for a fact that uh, maybe the Jews have it right or Allah isn't the true God, like all those things. So the way I would say most Christians, like evangelical Christians, could think about this is like whatever you think about, um, you know, those other religions that you don't believe in. You know, yeah. does that make you an Azus or a Greek gods person? <laughs> you know, you're yeah. Saying, yeah. So you're basically just saying like I just am not convinced of these gods that I've been. Yeah, exactly. Pitched. Like all these gods, people are pitching. <laughs> not really convinced of any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think that's a good way for us to think about it. Um, <laughs> Because obviously there's conceptions of God that I don't believe in. Yeah. But I wouldn't call myself an atheist. Yeah, exactly. Um, so really, I've heard someone say, I think it was maybe Dawkins or somebody like, I am mm. an atheist for one more God than you are, or something like okay. that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's a good way to phrase or it. Or one something. less God, something like that. Yeah, that would be one way to phrase it, yeah. I, I think the the main thing is like, because Dawkins, all these other people, I don't know. But maybe they would say, I'm convinced there is no, like, um, Valhalla after I die. I would say, I don't know. You know, I would say, I think oh, it's yeah. very unlikely. But I, I'm not sure that, like, what do you, what do we know about what happens after you die? Nothing. You know, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to claim I have special knowledge there when I don't. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what is a, what is your framework for thinking about the world? Yeah, so this gets back into why I'm an agnostic is the way I define it, you know, um, is that I tend to approach everything. I want to have so structures of thought, ways of thinking. First of all, I think it's important. Uh, you know, I'm a computer programmer. I'm an engineer. So I'm, I'm kind of like convinced by practical things. Like, does it work or does it not work, you know? Um, and so there's, you know, certain methods for building software, methods for building th- building bridges, methods for figuring out how the world works, you know? And... Their method, some methods are better than others, just objectively, you know, like uh, for understanding how the universe works. And I want to, and also for thinking about 
whether or not something's likely to have happened or not likely to have happened, thinking about the past, thinking about the future, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I don't make any special like cases for any religion. Like I would use the same thinking processes for, you know, thinking about whether or not, um, let's say the Odyssey was written by Homer and whether or not Homer actually existed, you know, as I would for say the New Testament, whether or not Jesus actually existed and whether or not, you know, those um, books of the New Testament were written by the um, apostles or whatever, you know? Yeah. I would want to be using the same thought processes and not making exceptions for Homer that I would make for the New Testament or vice versa. Right. Yeah. So uh, what was that? What was the question? I kind of lost. It was just like, how do you think about the world? Yeah, yeah. So that's my general framework for the way I think things should be approached. And then there are specific, uh, like, tools you can use that – um, have proven themselves to be very useful. Like the physical laws of the universe that we figured out about physics. doesn't mean these are, how could I explain this? Um, you know, Newton came up with, uh, you know, Newton's laws of motion, et cetera. Um, uh, everyone knows, learning in high school, force equals mass times acceleration, right? And then Einstein came along and showed that those things are actually, you know, not a true description of the universe. But it doesn't make them not useful. Like we still use that because it's yeah. useful for our kind of level that we exist at at the universe, you know? Mm -hmm. And so there's, um, is it, are they only not true when you get like really small? Is that when they break down or is it um, not accurate? Yeah. Or? Really fast, really small, really large, that kind of stuff. Okay. You know? Um, so like we wouldn't have, if we only had Newton's laws, we wouldn't have a uh, GPS. You have to have, um, general relativity to get the triangulation because your satellites are moving so fast at such a great distance, mm. you know? Um, but anyway, I tend to think that there are certain methods that are better than others and that you should use the same methods when trying to understand the universe and think about whether or not something's true or not. Yeah. Yeah. I think a big uh, influence on that, to, mm. like that creates a difference in the way people see things and the way people see story. Yeah. Uh, is engineering mind versus literature mind. Yeah. So like me and a friend of mine talk about this a lot. It's like, mm. I kind of am a weird person in science because mm. I really like story yeah, and I really like um, truth from story. Mm. So like what I like about biology more than chemistry yeah. is chemistry is very cut and dry. Yeah, You work out the equation, you get the answer. Yeah, you count the percent mm. yield and all that kind of stuff. And biology is more of how does this animal live its life? What is its behavioral patterns? Yeah. And it's alive. It's a, you're telling a story all the time. Mm. And it's very enjoyable in that sense. Yeah, And when I read the Bible or mm. things like that, even if it didn't literally happen, even though I believe it did, yeah. and you may agree with this too, the truth you can pull out of the story, mm -hmm. I find like even if I didn't believe it literally, yeah, I would probably still read it for the story, yeah, and drawing the truth out of the story, yeah, um, which I think if you have a literature mind, I think you probably appreciate story more than you do yeah. the scientific accuracy mm. of something. Well, for me, it's not necessarily about that's. I think that's the point I was trying to make that I got lost in explaining Newton and Einstein is that it's not about truth. It's about um, what works to achieve something, you know? So if I'm trying to launch a projectile and it's a fairly short distance projectile and I want to do the calculation for it, Newton's laws are fine. Yeah. If I want to build GPS system, well, I'm not, it's not going to work. It's like, I have to have general relativity, you know? Yeah. So I think for me, it's not about being like an absolute truth of the universe. It's like, what am I trying to do? And are these tools useful for what I'm trying to achieve? And then I think the difference, what you're saying with literature, because you know, uh, I'm pretty art. I like studied art and everything too. So I do enjoy that aspect. And it's a different way of thinking. 
and there is great value in it. But I think what you're calling truth, I would just call value, you know, yeah. like you're, you're extracting value from these stories and meaning from them and those types of things is what I would do. And you could say, I, you know, I guess that's a, a form of truth, you know, but, yeah. but I, it's just words, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh, what is it? Uh, yeah, I don't know. For yeah. me, I, I, it's, it's a, it's a very different way. It's like, it get, it's, it's an inner feeling. It's not a bit bridge I'm trying to build uh, mm. across that has to not break down because if it breaks down, actual people will die, you know? Yeah. 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 And I see the, um, the truth aspect of story or the mm. truth aspect of morality or whatever yeah. as just as real as laws of the universe mm. that we can measure or physical mm. realities. Um, well, and I guess I that's mean, a presupposition of mine, but. Well, I don't know. I mean, story, it depends on what you mean by that, but you know, story is inner feeling, which in some level is part of the universe. I mean, clearly. Or like uh, the truth that, you know, murder's wrong. And obviously yeah. we agree on that. Like yeah. to me, that's just as real mm. a law in the universe as, um, I don't know, gravity. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. We should probably talk about that at some point. I think yeah, it would be a big sidetrack to talk about it. Now. Yeah, that's probably a good point. Probably don't want to derail <laughs> on that too much. Um, so the next question would be, mm. how do you view Christianity versus other religions? And or we'll just start with there. How do I view Christianity versus? Yeah. So this is something. First of all, I think before we go to the other religions, uh, how do I view Christianity? And Christianity is a big uh, tent. And I think that's what a lot of people, uh, when you talk to them in Christianity that are in a particular um, denomination or whatever, well, that's Protestants that are in a denomination or particular particular strand of Christianity, yeah. don't realize is that, you know, if you're in Catholicism, the form of Christianity is very different. Like the way you think about God, the way you conceptualize what, how you should interact with the world, how you should treat people. Right. It's just a very different experience. And it's the same for like evangelical um, Christianity versus um, what would be like Eastern Orthodox, right? So there's all these different forms of Christianity. It's a big tent. And so my views of them kind of depend on what Christianity we're talking about. Um, but I would say the the... Um, we could, we could talk about it from there <laughs> yeah. Um, and say, well, we're going to, when we're referring to Christianity, maybe we should talk about like your particular, what you are. Cause I feel like maybe that's what most people who watch it are, you know, but yeah. uh, for instance, uh, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to say a lot, I guess, about the other religions then let's just say, um, I would say evangelical Christianity would probably be like Protestant evangelical would be cl the closest here. Or how would you describe your Christianity? Like my view of Christianity? Yeah. I would say pretty uh, – I consider myself non-denominational. Okay, yeah. So, like, I just try to understand what the word says. But which one but aligns say, the most? Like, if you said, okay, here's my beliefs, whatever they are, they don't align yeah. with any, what would be the one that would align the most? That would beliefs? align the most, like, what belief or what denomination? I guess both. Like, no, not specific belief, but, like, what denom denomination? Like, Catholicism, is that the one that aligns oh, the I most? See you mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, it would probably be, like, your Reformed theolo theology guys. Which are? Can you give some uh, examples? Probably like uh, R.C. Sproul. Okay. I don't disagree with a lot that he would say. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't say I'm a five point Calvinist. Okay. So <laughs> There's so, a lot of stuff in Calvinism where I'm yeah. like on the fence about. Okay. Like preservation of the saints, I think mm -hmm. is you know for sure true. Okay. Um, total depravity, I think we're completely depraved, and without mm -hmm. an act of God, I don't think we can be redeemed. So pro um, so Protestantism, and then within that branch, sort of perhaps Calvinism? I would say I'm parts. 
parts of Calvinism I like, but generally, like, if you went to your average Baptist church, yeah, I'm not going to disagree with a lot of what they say. Okay, okay, that's so. Good. Yeah, so so let's say we're. That gives you a about, picture. Yeah, so let's talk about that, and then, um, well, we still need to break that down <laughs> a little bit more because let's say, um, Baptist, but also like Southern Baptist. So we're talking like also, um, what do you call it? Like every word in the Bible is absolutely true. The earth is also 5,000 years old or 10,000, whatever it is. It's yeah. not billions of years old that the universe is, et cetera. Okay. Okay. Um, because just, I just say that because like if you went to um, like uh, Protestant churches in Europe, there, I, I think you would struggle to find one that where, that had that belief. You yeah. Know? Um, so anyway, so that, so that view of Christianity versus like other religions, right? Um. And what do I just think about it in general? Yeah, just like, do you see, um, is there anything to Christianity that might make it special compared mm-hmm. to the other ones just from like, you're, you've looked into a lot of different religions? Yeah, oh, well, like, Christianity, the whole the whole tit, actually, what makes it special from all the religions I've looked at, because I've looked into, you know, I've read um, Tao Te Ching, so Taoism text. I've read the Dhammapada, which is like a Buddhist text, and other Buddhist writings. Um, I've read uh the quran um even i managed to make it through the second chapter which anyone who's tried to read the quran knows it's brutal <laughs> um it's so long <laughs> isn't it a lot like the old testament um no that was not it's well like, how is it written is it it's written like a prophet speaking the word of god through himself that's how okay. it's written like i am proclaiming the words of god that's how it's written Okay, so that's a lot like old so it's testament. not storytelling though. Like the story, it's like in the beginning, that's just a, that's a story, you know. This is more of like I'm speaking, type, type thing about like the laws of God, I guess, and like, that like sort of thing. the words, like literally what God's saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so that's the Quran. Um. And <laughs> what else have I read? Uh. So Taoism, Buddhist texts, Quran. I've read like Wikipedia and like some books on other religions too, like Jainism or um, di- obviously different sects of um, Christianity, et cetera. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of mythology, so I know a pretty good bit about Greek mytho- Greek and Roman mythologies mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, Norse mythologies. And, it, I mean, really, there's a huge debate if you look at myth and religion between, like, what is mythology and what is religion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so on all that, I think what makes – Christianity pretty unique in what I've found the whole tent is the idea of a blood sac of like a sacrifice a scapegoat sacrifice now mm-hmm. there are definitely scapegoat sacrifice cults that were around but in terms of a major religion to develop out of that uh not so many like typically yeah. herding tribes would have that like uh you could imagine like they think you know it's stormy or something they would say oh someone has sinned like the and the witch doctor would say it was that person and they would take that person out and kill them and that would atone like appease the gods so that they yeah would, and that was the sins of like the whole group that had done wrong was put on that person mm. so that's i would say that's unique about christianity specifically that's not like a part of judaism at all um let me think what else well maybe it's a slight part of judaism i don't know it's not, not with humans judaism. though yeah yeah like Certainly the fact the that you would sacrifice. have a human, yeah, the fact that you would have a human that could do that for people, it's like, yeah, pretty wild. Um, the, um, let me think, what else is really unique about it? Uh, and we might can come back to more of that too. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely uh, things that I think are unique, but I'm trying to think about like it also in reference to other things, you know, 
But I, I would say the Trinity concept is pretty unique. Yeah. Especially the way it's ex like finally explained because there's different ideas of it. There's non-Trinitarian, you know about all this, but there's like non-Trinitarians, there's Trinitarians. There's mm -hmm. like, I mean, this was from the very start of Christianity that people were like, what is, you know, is yeah. like, is it fully God, fully man, part God, part man? Like, what's the deal? Right. Um. So, but the, the thing that turned out to win, I would say that view is pretty unique. <laughs> um. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so and I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. Probably, I would agree with both those things. Yeah. Um, so is there anything to, like, spirituality, mm. um, meditation? Like, do you feel like there is – Yeah. A lot of people believe in God. Mm -hmm. So is there something to this? Or are we all just wishful thinking? Is there yeah. something to prayer? Is there something to meditation? Those are kind of different questions. Is there uh, something to it um, versus, like, a lot of people believe in it? But – or, like, also with that. Yeah, I think there's certainly value to spirituality in general, right? There's value to meditating. Um, prayer, I don't know. Because the thing with prayer is, like, when you're meditating, you're letting all your thoughts go away. Uh, there's different schools of meditation, especially when you study, like, Zen Buddhism and all this stuff. There's things about not thinking about anything, about thinking about one thing, about focusing on the moment. There's all sorts of different ways to, to calm your mind, to discover who you are even, those types of things, like reflecting on yourself. And then there is sort of um, prayer, which is, you know, at least in my ex experience with it, is kind of like pray is saying something to someone who's not responding, you know. And so I don't know. I haven't seen research, so I don't know how effective that is in terms of like people's psyche, if it helps them, if it doesn't, you know. Yeah. Um, but in terms of spirituality in general and these religious texts that, we've, that have been around for thousands of years, I would say. 100%, man. I mean, it's obvious that humans, like, don't want to face their own mortality. Mm -hmm. They don't want to die. Um, there's a fundamental fear of death that um, very few humans ever even confront or accept, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think religion offers answers to questions that we all ask, and it gives you answers. So it'll say, right. here's the answer for that thing. Mm -hmm. And there are very few... Like science, your own mind is not going to give you that. It's going right. to say, you know, this is a method that worked, but it might not work in the future. Or I don't know right. is what it's going to tell you. Yeah, I don't really have much to say about what it, we're, was going to happen when we die. It's not going to tell you this is the answer for your question about what happens when you die. What does it mean to be a good person? All those yeah. things. You think there's something to our, like in our human nature, our longing to know mm -hmm. answers to those questions and our longing to feel like we need forgiveness and those sorts of things because everyone feels like they need forgiveness. Everyone feels like there's something after death. Mm. It seems to be kind of a, it is something we're taught, but it also is kind of something we kind of defaultly believe. So do you think there yeah. is anything to those longings of our heart or is it more just like wishful thinking and fear? I mean, I think a lot of it is fear. A lot of it is fear of people not wanting to have suffering, not wanting to die, you know, but, um, it is meaningless suffering. Or, yeah, meaningless suffering, not being able to take the suffering. Um, but there's certainly something to be said for, like, we are a social species, so we need other human beings, right? And just as we're a social species, we're also biological. And we're configured in a certain way to have needs and wants, and not just, like, eating and going to s and sleeping and stuff like that. Like, we need our peers to accept us, to value us, you know? Right. And um, so in that sense, do I think, um, wanting to 
feel comfort when you die or wanting to be able to see um, your loved ones again and that type of thing. Um, yeah, there is sort of uh, a natural in that in that sense, I would say sort of a natural um, longing for that, like in a biological sense, like it's mm -hmm. just emerged in our species over time. And it seems to be in almost every society, like what you said. Yeah. Yeah. But you would say it really boils down to biology and nothing beyond that. I, guess. Yeah, I, I would say it, uh, like at the end of the day, it's an evolutionary process that formed the way we are. And in that sense, it is our nature, mm -hmm. you know, to have to need answers to the to those questions, to, right. to need them resolved in some way. Yeah. OK, um, I'm going to try to save more responses for you to the other side of this, because I don't want to just like hijack this. OK, so let's go to the next one, I guess. Um, what would it take to change your mind about, I guess we'll do it in two questions. Okay. What would it take to change your mind about the existence, the existence of God? Yeah. And then what would it take to change your mind about Christianity? Okay. So what would it take to change your mind about this is the God? Now we need to talk about like, what God are we talking about? <laughs> so just completely general bare bones, like a God exists. What a would God. make you convinced that a God exists? You know yeah. nothing about him, but yeah. just that he exists. Okay. So that a God exists. Well, that's still kind of uh, too vague, <laughs> but just because like God in a lot of religions is just the universe itself. So to convince me that the well, universe not a pantheist exists, yeah, God. yeah, yeah, like the, the universe the itself exists. Like it's a lot of Taoism. Like we are the universe. The universe is us. Like literally, when you eat your food, you will say, "I am the food. The food is me." You know, is that a Taoist? Uh, that's that's more universe? of a Buddhist thing, I think. It could also be Taoist. I kind of mix around, but okay. yeah, like you know, and if you think about it, I could explain it, but. If you think about it, the atoms in the food are becoming you, and you are defecating, and then forming the trees that form the fruits that become your food, you know, um, and that's part of the that cycle of the universe, the flow of the universe. Um, but if we're talking about a god that is um, let's say omnipotent, can change everything, right? And or like let's take the Christian evangelical god. Like, what would convince me of that? Um, I would say, mm, it. It would really just for because everything I've looked at, I've looked at all kinds of like reasoning people have given for why this would happen, why that would happen. And it gets back to sort of my way of thinking about the universe. Like you would need to not say why something is possible because I can always give an explanation why something is possible. Mm -hmm. Right. Like um, I could say, well, it is possible that when lightning strikes that Zeus is throwing it down every time. Like That's possible. Yeah. And no one can disprove it. No one can show that it's not Zeus, you know. Um. But you would also need to show why, given the physical laws that we understand about the universe, um, why it's probable that that Zeus is throwing the lightning down. Right. Right. And so that's what most of the, and also why it's like useful and practical, yeah. you know? So I think a, an example, like before we start filming that I talked about was like when you measure the speed of light coming from stars, you would need to see oh, well, now if you want to believe like the earth is 10,000 years old, well, doing that measurement that we, you know, shows that the earth is 10,000 years old, not that the earth is billions of years old, you know? Yeah. Like, or if you wanted me to believe that, um, what was it? Like a, uh, all the animal, like the evolutionary process wasn't the one that created all the diversity of animal life that we see. Mm -hmm. And you're using that, like the flood, you know, that story to say, well, all the diversity on the planet is due to the animals in the boat you would need to show why like i don't know in that case like a hyper rapid evolutionary process could produce from like some limited number of kinds with all the food that needed to be on the ark why not only it could have done it but it is a predictive process that is the most likely thing to have done it yeah 
Does that make sense? Yeah. So, um, so like, there's tons of things I could think about where it's like, okay, that example or that example, like any of those things would make, would be like convincing evidence in my view. Yeah. Yeah. But ignoring, uh, so I guess for the Christian, for Christianity to be true, you'd need a lot more things to line up versus just, oh, God exists. Yeah. Like what in general would just make you feel like, okay, God probably does exist. I mean, probably I know who does. He is. Yeah, yeah. Like would make you feel like it's very probable that he exists. What would be huh. like maybe a couple of things? Yeah. Oh, God. I don't know. I mean, maybe some kind of like psychedelic experience, <laughs> you know? But wouldn't you like, doubt that though? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to know um, from just like a generic God that you don't even know what it is, you know? Yeah. So I can't say. <laughs> okay. I really couldn't it say. It is hard to think of things that you're not thinking of. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I know. Yeah. Like, if you could give me I, a, That's a tough question. Yeah. A better example. <laughs> um, and maybe you'll think of something when we do the inverse question of what would it take for me to change my mind about it? Maybe we'll yeah. have some discussion there. Yeah. Um, so if miracles were probable, yeah. Um, or if miracle, yeah, if miracles were probable, would they mm. still be miracles? If miracles were probable, would they still be miracles? So you're saying like, if something happens one time in the history of the universe, is it, so if it's probably, if it's likelihood is very low, is that a miracle? Or if it's likelihood is very high. Yeah. Is that, impressive like if yeah. miracles are supposed to be a sign from god like a one time event yeah yeah like old time old yeah. testament well i would say if it's like if it's super rare so if you think about a probability distribution right mm -hmm. technically the probability of anything is anything's possible because it's it's a continuous function right so i would just say if if we're talking about that like it's likelihood then i wouldn't call it a miracle i would say yeah everything happens given enough time it could happen now it could happen in a trillion years it could never happen you know right but if we're talking about a violation of the physical laws of the universe that's where i have an issue with it because mm -hmm. i can test you know um i don't know if i already talked about this example because we talked about it before but like say i want to um fire a projectile yeah and i want it to land i can run the physical calculation because of the way the laws of the universe work and All i right. can make a prediction about where it's going to land i can fire it and it'll land there and every time i do that it's going to land on the same spot and and after I do it, it's in the past. And so I know the physical laws that are now and in the future were the same as they were in the past. Right. Every time. So if you're telling me every time I test it, there's going to be this outlier that breaks those laws. Right. Then um, I don't think if we're saying that's a miracle that that exists or we have no evidence that that exists. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I think yeah. I know what you're saying. So I guess what I'm trying to say is like if miracles are – a suspension of the laws of nature. Yeah. I don't know if I would think of it that way. Maybe like the projectiles going. Yeah. An outside force that is powerful enough could interject the projectile and stop it. Yeah, it's part of the universe. So it's like... That's a yeah. law of the universe. Okay, that's what you're saying. Yeah. So, but if he's outside of the material universe and he mm -hmm. were to perform a miracle... Yeah, which would break it, the laws of the universe. Okay, sure. It I mean, we would have to, wouldn't it? I guess depending on what it is. Um. Yeah. So, like, I'm trying to think of an example where it's more of, so, like, when they storm the beaches of Normandy. Yeah. Like, this huge cloud comes over, and it covers the beach, and it gave, mm. it saved thousands of people's lives. Yeah. Like, that's not really a miracle. Because yeah. Because it's just a part of nature that moved in conveniently. Yeah. But, obviously, I believe, like, God allowed that to happen for a reason. Okay, yeah. Well, so that's like, what I'm, that that's what I'm saying. Thing. So, that would be an example of what we talked about earlier. Sorry. But, where, okay. where, 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 you know how I would say, possible, but not probable does that make sense like okay. it's clearly possible possible but still improbable 
Yeah. But so, improbable things happen all the time. People right. win the lottery every day. Yeah. You know? I guess what I'm saying is those kind of things aren't really evidence of a supernatural being because it's just a natural act that yeah. you go, oh, well, I mean, that just happens. But people don't rise from the dead every day. You know what I mean? So, no. like, no. I think there has to be something significant to a miracle or it wouldn't be a miracle, you know? Like, it wouldn't, yeah. if God's trying to get our attention, yeah. I think a miracle would have to be, mm. I, or it seems to be a logical way for him to get our attention. Yeah. Um. You know, assuming he's powerful enough to yeah. just break the laws of nature or suspend mm. the laws of nature. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it depends on what we're, <laughs> what we're talking about. If we're talking about breaking the laws of, like the laws of the physical laws of the universe, um, and that being a miracle, then I would say. But like, if we're just talking about it being a statistically very unlikely event, yeah. Then I would just say, well, yeah, unlikely events happen all the time. I'm not saying, and you right. can, it's part of the physical laws of the universe. Like, it's part of the distribution. You know, like if I launch a projectile even if i do all the calculations correctly there's going to be like a little distribution of variance of where it lands on the ground you know right and like it's going to the most likely place is going to be if I, my calculations are correct like the 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 value of the function when i calculate it and the least likely is going to be like really far away but if i do that enough times it's going to one time it's going to land, land really far way far away, right? away and it can be the first time and then you'd be like it's and a it, miracle. Can, it can be the only time i fire it. <laughs> yeah and yeah. i could say that's a miracle you know, yeah. and that's why I would say it's not a miracle. It's part of it. So for you, a lot of the things that a uh, theistic person would think about these rare events, yeah. where it's like God had to make that first protein because yeah. how do you get 150 amino acids like perfectly lined up? Yeah. You know, and you got to replicate and all that kind of stuff. It's like, well, it's very improbable, but it could still happen naturally. Yeah. It'd be kind of how you would see it versus a theistic person might say, well, I think God did that. Well, yeah, a theistic person. I mean, like, because you could say, you could replace that. I think God did that with anything. Yeah. As your explanation. And it's equally valid. That's my uh, issue with it. Like you, well, well, like what, why can, why can a Muslim not say Allah did it? Oh, well, yeah, you wouldn't yeah. know which God did it. Yeah. And why can, think, why can a Buddhist not say a God from the fifth heaven did it? Well, you could debate which God did it. Yeah. But yeah. you would definitely, I think, either think a supernatural force acted mm. to make that happen or it was just a natural force. Yeah. And, of course, you wouldn't know which supernatural force. Yeah. Know, it wouldn't get you there. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. You definitely wouldn't know which. But also, I mean, there's also an issue I've had a lot, which is, like, what are we talking about? We're talking about supernatural force. Because when you're, I mean, the universe has specific rules, you know? Right. So, like, you're interacting with the universe, and if you're moving, you're acting in the rules of the universe, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's, like, natural revelation and then yeah. uh, special revelation. Yeah. Like natural revelation would be just living your experience in nature. Uh -huh. What do you think God would be like based on how things are? Yeah. It's like the earth being a nice place to live. Mm. It's like, well, maybe God's, you know, a loving God who wanted me to have a place to live. The earth being a nice place to live, bro. <laughs> well, <laughs> compared to the rest of the universe, as far as we know. Well, life can exist best. here. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. thrive pretty well. I mean, billions of organisms. Yeah. I mean, billions. you study biology. So, I mean, I think life. Uh, is brutal dude i mean if you study like uh women and children uh, childbirth uh the death rate of children up until really the 20th century i, mean, I, I want to oh, say yeah. to sustain the population women had to have something like 12 15 kids something like that birth yeah in order to sustain the population right so i mean life is harsh man it's brutal um but it is possible yeah yeah and it's beautiful yeah, I mean it's it's a mixed bag for sure. Yeah. Um, but 
like where does everything come from? Like mm. does something come from nothing? Like yeah. I think there are certain things you could reason through from nature, mm. but it would never get you to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. It would never get you to the Trinity. You have to have like for those kind of specific claims, there's gotta be some kind of special revelation. Yeah. But I think there is a lot you could reason through from natural revelation. I um, mean, if you wanna if you're interested in what you can reason through from just like looking at the world, the Greeks are great about it. Great. So if you read any of Plato or um, Aristotle, um, these guys talked about it, you know, especially Plato and all his dialogues, because he would get like different philosophers. That's what they did. Like they didn't have science or anything, you know, they would just go look out in the world and say, oh, you know, when I, uh, they had this thing that um, when you throw a ball, everything in motion tends to stop, right? Which is, we know now it's like obviously false. Like everything moves at constant velocity, unless an uh, external force acts upon it, mm -hmm. right? which is kind of like a mind-blowing insight, but that was Newton, uh, basing his stuff off of Galileo. And, but they were like just looking at the world, and they're throwing a ball, and it's like, me, it stops. They're like, the nature of things is to stop, right? Yeah. And that was one school of thought. And there was a school that thought, you know, the world's made up these tiny little bits, and they were called the atomists, right? So if you're really interested in, like, what I think people who are thinking about the world, because there was that idea of, like, thinking about understanding the universe without having science, what they came up with, mm. You really don't have to look much further than just reading Plato. And uh, he'll show you, like, because he debates. He'll have a dialogue between his teacher, Socrates, and then, like, the other school of thought, and they'll, like, kind of debate things. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then the last question was, yeah. what is your view of God, and do you see any views of God as more likely to be true than others? What is my view of God, and do I have any views of God? Well, okay. I can answer the second part very easily. The view of God that requires, that makes the least amount of postulates is the one that's most likely to be true. That's basic that's probability. Okay. So uh, I can give you an example. Um, let's say I tell you it rained today, right? And I can tell you it rained today and I drank coffee in my car. What's more likely of those two events? You said it rained today and you drank coffee in your car? Versus it just rained today. <laughs> which one's more likely i mean yeah. are you telling me the truth <laughs> no just in general like if you know nothing else all you know are those two statements which one do you pick every time because you know it's more likely to be true and the choice is did it rain today or did you drink coffee no the choice is did it rain today or mm -hmm. that's the first question the second question is or not did it rain today these are statements so <laughs> it, it rained today it okay rained today it rained today is the first statement all right and the second statement is it rained today and oh i see i, drank I got you okay yeah yeah, right? you would say, okay, rain today is less things to explain. Yes, exactly. Okay. So the one that requires the least things to explain is the one that's most likely to be true. So then of the options that you've seen, which yeah. one would have the least things to explain? Uh, probably something like panpsychism. <laughs> what is that? That's like where everything is consciousness type thing. Okay, yeah. yeah. That seems like a lot though. Well, is that like not, pantheism? It's like we don't. It's basically it's basically like um, this consciousness, this thinking that we have right now, um, is kind of like a, a, a part of the universe that's instantiated by that. That's kind of like it. Okay. It doesn't make any claims about uh, whether or not there's a heaven or a hell, or gods are born, or multiple gods had fights with one another, or whatever. You know. Okay. So I think something like that would probably be the most likely, or something like you know just a event like an event horizon that started everything and that event we we're calling god 
Okay, but it would still not be like a supernatural force. Yeah, it would just just, be just some like kinda... start, like yeah. literally enter. <laughs> you know, like that's it. Yeah, and that would have at its core some natural explanation. With I mean, it like... wouldn't have to have an explanation. It could just be the unexplained phenomena, whatever, mm -hmm. like that thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> that was perfect. That was about 36 minutes. So I guess Sweet. we'll sort of transition into part two. Do you yeah. have to go to the restroom or do you think you're... Um, I'll get... I'll drink some of... You got me water, dude. Yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah, I'll drink some water. All right. So I guess we'll do a little water. Pause.